0: Let's go. Let's go. Playoffs. Playoffs. Here we go with Tom Brady. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Hey, Tommy. Playoff time. Playoffs? Playoffs?
1: Absolutely. It's that time of year. We're ready to go. So. What was
0: better? What was better? Playoffs or practice? Practice? We're talking about practice? I'm talking about practice? practice.
1: They're so good. I, whenever <laughs> I want to laugh, I just Google 25 greatest sports rants of all time. And you will laugh your ass off as you just go through them and you remember all of them. and. They're pretty amazing. So,
0: Dennis Green has to be
1: in that, right? I believe he is. Yeah, there's you'll recognize all of them, and some of the stuff that's happened a uh, while ago, cool. they could never get away with today. That is
0: true. Tommy Lasorda, there's yeah, one. And, there's uh, one. Google it, that Hal M- one. That Hal McRae,
1: Dennis Green, Herm Edwards, the Oklahoma State coach. That was a good one. The football coach. I'm a man. <laughs>
0: I wish I had all the lines, and then I'll figure out how to do it, but they're pretty good. Our program is presented by Hertz. At Hertz, you can change the scenery without ever changing your standards. That's right. No matter where you are with Hertz, you'll always find exactly the right vehicle to make your let's go moment unforgettable. Visit Hertz.com to book today. Hertz. Let's go. All right. As we move from that, you uh, played a game yesterday. You started that game. Uh, you insisted on playing and, uh, Did you get what you wanted out of it?
1: I I would have liked to win. Uh, We all would have liked to win yesterday, and it's tough to end the season on losing note. And I was sitting there in the fourth quarter, and I looked over at Byron, who's our coordinator, and I said, God, this feeling sucks. You know, when you basically, a lot of our kind of first-string guys had been removed at that point, and you're on the road, and you're a division opponent, and, you know, they, they played pretty aggressively, I should say, which they should have. I would have done the same thing if I'm them. So, you know, we had... A kind of a plan going into the game and had a couple injuries in the game and a lot of that just kind of played a played a role in ultimately kind of getting some guys out of the game. So interesting week 17 is always a little bit like that. It's some of the teams like the Eagles, they had to play, you know, they were playing for a number one seeding. The Chiefs were playing for a number one seeding. You know, we couldn't, every, it's not that someone referenced meaningless game. There's zero points of meaningless game, but the outcome didn't affect necessarily the playoff <laughs> picture. So it's like, uh, you know, making a total mess of <laughs> You're still of admonishing
0: something. me a week later. Exactly. I mean, but making, a total, me.
1: making a total mess of a game, uh, you know, that doesn't have much on the, uh, at stake, so to speak. Um, you know, not that we made a mess of it, but you understand the point. It's all about context.
0: So what about those injuries? That's what everybody wants to guard against. Uh, Russell Gage goes out. Uh, Robert Hainsey, you, uh, your center goes out. Are yep. those folks going to be able to play?
1: I hope so. And we can talk about it more next Monday night on Let's Go. Um, But this Monday night, we have seven days to prepare. We've got kind of the whole week. I don't know. I'm sure everyone's a little bit day-to-day right now. I'm hoping we're pretty healthy. I mean, I I really – I believe we're going to be as healthy as we've been all year, which is kind of exciting, Um, you know, to get some guys back that haven't been in there and then, you know, see if we can go play our best football because I even said after the game, you know, It sucks being eight and nine. You know, you're playing against teams that have way better records, 12 and five, whatever it is. But you know what? The only thing that matters is who wins that day. That's the best part about NFL football playoffs. It doesn't matter what you did 10 weeks ago. And I'm not saying you're going to win because, you know, you played terrible 10 weeks ago. I'm saying, no. The person who wins and the team that wins is the one that prepares the best and ultimately executes the best for those three hours on that playoff game. And sometimes I feel like we've been the better team and lost. Sometimes we haven't been the better team and won. It doesn't matter. You know, how did you perform on that on that stage in the biggest moment of the, the in the biggest moment of the season? And we'll see if we can go out there and get it done.
0: You mentioned some guys coming back. Is Ryan Jansen possibly going to play? He's been out all year.
1: He's been working pretty hard. I don't know the status again on Monday. I mean, I think we'll know more by the end of the week. But, um, you know, I'm proud of him for what he's overcome. And it would be a big boost. There's no doubt about it. Um, But I don't, again, know what his status is in particular.
0: We've got a big show here today. we got Roger Staubach, Super Bowl MVP, Heisman Trophy winner, won two Super Bowls. And we've got your hero, football hero, uh, Steve Young, also a Super Bowl Uh, champion, uh, MVP in the league. Uh, They're both coming up. And in that conversation we taped, you talk about frustration and the frustration that you've gone through through certain points in your career. Uh, This season probably accounts for some of that frustration. Can the frustration that's happened during the regular season be cured and eliminated in a week?
1: I think that you have to, you know, generally that emotion, there's a lot of, I would say, in the NFL season, you run the gamut of emotions. You know, every emotion you have in your body, joy, frustration, anger, uh, happiness, um, relief, um, being stunned, um, being sad, being hurt, uh, being healthy, all those things you feel at some point test who you are and they test your resilience. And if you can deal with, And have some introspective to look at how you performed and what you've done and use it as a benefit going forward i think it's very helpful to eliminate frustration to put you in a great place because it's almost you know it's it's basically every team's now zero and zero we're all basically in and now you got to go play good football there's no records associated with kind of our performance at this point so if the answer is yes if you play well But it's also you've got to have learned the lessons from the losses and from the wins and from the days of practice where it didn't go well, from the days of practice where it did go well. Hopefully, you're learning all season, and that's how you can ultimately become the best team that you can be.
0: Jim Gray with Tom Brady. We've got Roger Staubach and Steve Young coming up. Our program is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own, and after 100 years – USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. USAA! Tom, um, you're 23 years into it. Do you have nerves and butterflies? Are you still anxious this week as you prepare and get ready for this game?
1: Yeah, I think there's a different level of emotion that goes into it. And I think you notice it, I would say, from you know, a preseason game to what's the regular season game feel like. And then again, what's a regular season game feel like compared to a a postseason game? And I think the postseason game, just the finality of it creates the urgency that you're truly in the moment. You know, it's not like you go, God, we got a Sunday night game next week. Or even, oh, man, Thanksgiving's coming this Thursday. Or, oh, we got a Christmas thing. And then you got three more games after that. No, it's, this is all you got. You promised one game three days of practice against a good opponent what are you going to make of it and there's 12 teams that are faced with that this weekend you know we're all facing the exact same thing what are you going to do with the three hours that you're going to be that you're going to have the opportunity to play to play your best and win only gives you another opportunity for one more game so you got to earn it and i believe that in the nfl season you get what you deserve, and you got to go earn it. Nothing's given upon you, nothing's given to you as a team because you won it last year. Look at the Rams; they were, had didn't have a great season at five and twelve, you know. And it's it, that that's happened plenty of times. So, what are you going to make of this week and this game? That's what the questions need, and that's that's what we need to answer. What are we going to commit to
0: it, and how are we going to be at our best? Being forty five and without looking forward too much and making any proclamations, at some point it will be the last run. And playoffs are never guaranteed, as you saw with an 8-9 and record. So even if you come back, you don't know what the result's going to be. So do do you look at this, and have you looked at every time you've been in the playoffs as a last chance, as something of a finality to try and accomplish something that you want as your goal that you've set?
1: I wanted to say one thing. And what did this last week teach us with what the brave and courageous Tamar Hamlin went through that we're not promised anything. None of us are no one play. So just take it for what it is. And I'm not thinking about next and this and that and this. No, let's just, we got a chance to go practice. Let's let's be great at that. And that's, that's how I feel. That's what we should all take from. That's the lesson we learn that's what, that's what, that's what happened that brought us together. And I don't want us to forget these things. We're, this is a, it means a lot because we put a lot into it and it can be gone pretty quick. It could be gone for a 45 year old. It could be gone for a 35 year old. It could be gone for a 25 year old. It could be gone for a 15 year old, you know? And I think that that's what I continue to learn and talk about a season that I've obviously learned a lot. You know, it's another, another. Um, thing that I've learned just from watching a very serious event kind of transpire and then turn into something that brought a lot of us together. And um, a lot of those prayers are going to continue to flood uh, DeMar's inbox because what a courageous
0: guy. And great news, Tom. Thankfully, DeMar Hamlin was released from the hospital today. But what were your thoughts when it initially happened?
1: Man, it was uh, it was super intense because I've been out there for a lot of these games and never witnessed that. And I think it hit everyone really hard. Everyone who was watching, and and then just to see, you know, is it, a lot of difficult emotions to deal with. And and I think that watching how everyone came together, made some difficult decisions, and the amazing care that he received in prayers that he deserved. um, It let a really bright light shine upon a very tough situation. And uh, hopefully we can all learn and hopefully we can turn it into, you know, a blessing, you know, one man's very challenging life circumstance. And I know that he's going to continue to make great progress in his recovery. And I hope I see him out there on the football field at some point in the future. I'd be very emotional for everyone.
0: And Tom, I know you have tremendous respect for trainers and, Training staffs, and you credit Alex Guerrero, your personal trainer, for your longevity and for helping make you great as a quarterback and as a human being. And Denny Kellington has been credited, the assistant trainer for the Bills, uh, with saving DeMar Hamlin's life. He was honored uh, yesterday before the game with the training staff and also what went on in the ambulance in the hospital and the great care that he's gotten. Trainers are really, really special folks. They take care of all you guys. It's a it's long overdue that they get uh, this recognition.
1: Yeah, and everyone, you know, it's. I think everyone's, when you think about the NFL football game, how many people are on the sideline prepared for the one instance where something that serious happens, and they were prepared, and, you know, you can just see how the preparation paid off, and, you know, obviously, those trainers did an amazing job. The doctors did, the first responders. There's people that run into those, you know, problems and and situations there's people that run away from them and i just credit those people who run into them and try to save lives and 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 be there for people at their most intense vulnerable moments and uh it was amazing to see them honored as they should have been do you know damar no i got to exchange a few messages with them though and uh just again I, i said he's courageous and just so unbelievable what he's gone through and how he's inspired so many people and it's uh we all wore shirts yesterday i wore one under my pads with his number on it and uh this is uh, a very um a very powerful thing in our lives and it was great to be able to show him the love and support that we all had for him
0: everybody kind of rallied around what we thought was a tragedy now it's turning into just a tremendous survival and and courageous story Uh, What do you think will be the long-lasting impact uh, of what happened?
1: Well, I think it it, it all remains to be seen. I I do believe that they'll be more prepared for events like that, just to say in sports in general, and as they should be, and as they were uh, a week ago Monday. And at the same time, you know, it's, uh, I, I said earlier, you know, I hope we all have the right perspective on it too, that let's not take anything for granted and let's just, do our best, and then you know it's do things you love to do as well. And we're just we're not promised much. We're not promised anything, and nothing's forever. So we just gotta, you know, continue to, you know, do our very best. We're not, however, we can. And when you have the chance to run in to help people, do that too, because that's another thing that I learned. Just do that. Go. Just do whatever you can do to help.
0: And we saw that with your your backup quarterback, uh, what 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 Galbert Absolutely. did. Uh, Uh, He got into the game yesterday, but we saw what he did uh, on his jet ski a couple weeks ago. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. We're here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by American Express. It's easy to get excited about the game. You love hearing the sound of the whistle or just smelling the game day concessions from your seat. It's the stuff that reminds you of the thrill of being at the game. And you know that Amex is going to be there with you every step of the way. Because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express, don't live life without it. You keep breaking your own records.
1: Okay. Uh, well, you did it yesterday. Should I bench myself so I didn't break my own record?
0: <laughs> <laughs> your coach wanted you to bench yourself, and eventually he did.
1: I'm happy I was able to do it two years in a row. That is, I I've I, I said after the game, look, I can't catch the ball, Um, you know. So I just the credit goes to all the pass catchers, man. It's got a tough job, so they got to take it and. Chris Chris got over 1,000 yards, 100 catches this say, which was great. Mike got over 1,000 yards. So a lot of great personal accomplishments guys face. But as we know, the only thing that matters in the end is the team that's standing there with the trophy. So I'm glad we got a chance for that, but we got a lot of work ahead.
0: Monday night, um, kind of odd for a playoff game uh, as you will play on Monday night. Gives you an extra day to prepare, so I guess that's good and you don't think about the consequences on the other side cuz you don't know if you're going to win or lose the game. Yeah. Um what about playing on on Monday night?
1: Playing, you know, on Monday nights great and it's it's you know as we know it's a must game win which is a little strange after having a game that really didn't matter for the playoffs. Now we got one that that's the only <laughs> thing that matters, which is uh you know trying to figure out how to beat the Cowboys and we beat them in week 1. We're a very different team. They're a very different team. You know, it's going to be a lot of great prep. This is what it's all about. You know, some people can really lock in. I think one thing I've noticed over the years, sometimes the moment does get a little too big for people, and there's some that the moment doesn't get too big. And I know we got some players on our team where the moment's not too big. So, um, you know, you want to go out there to battle with guys that you know you have the ultimate belief in. You know, we've got 70 plays left in the season. We should run our best 70. You know, that's how I feel. Let's run the things that we're most confident in because if you don't run those ones. Then, you know, you're going to be looking back at an offseason where maybe you could have performed a little bit better in the biggest moment. So let's give ourselves the best chance to win and go out there and play the game that we're capable of playing and with the most energy and enthusiasm and preparation focus and desire and determination and, you know, see who wins. Should be that's what it's all about.
0: Does so week one make any difference now? I, I, you always tell us years don't spill over and games from past years don't spill over. Does a game from 18 weeks ago matter?
1: Not, not in terms of um for the preparation, absolutely, because you you study everything and that's a game where you see your matchups and you see the coverages, you see kind of what they thought of you and how they're gonna play and they'll make adjustments, we'll make adjustments. And then will it matter, you know, because we caught that ball eighteen weeks ago, does that mean we're gonna catch the ball next Monday night? No, that doesn't matter at all. That's not the way it goes, you got to make the plays in order to win. We made the plays in order to win and they didn't in week one, but this is a totally different thing. And they've got a damn good football team. They were playing lights out and they got, had a tough loss yesterday to Washington, but I'm expecting their best. It's going to take our best. And that's what play football is all about.
0: Tom, the unfortunate part of this business is that uh, coaches are losing their jobs. And, and you've seen this numerous times, uh, today, uh, Lovey Smith, let go. Cliff Kingsbury, uh, friend of yours uh, has been relieved in Arizona. Bill Belichick has announced that he will come back again uh, next year, but this affects a whole lot of people, staffs, uh, assistant coaches, um, entire organizations. Uh, these are these are tough decisions that get made yeah. uh, in just a brutal mm-hmm. sport. Uh, I guess you're probably used to this after 23 years, but there's a human side that never gets used to it.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a part of what we've um... – no, it's a tough game and it's a production business and people get hired and fired and it gives people opportunity and also forces people to relocate their lives. So it's it's a tough, it's a tough competitive business. It's and for one reason or another, you know, people make changes and that's just the way it is. It's the way it is, it's way it is in college football now. I'm seeing it in high school football now, certainly in pro football. Uh, it's the way of the world. And um, you know, you just gotta hope people kind of Make it back to a place where they can get on a team and contribute, whether that's a player or a coach, and so other people looking for opportunities. And I think that's the, the natural competitiveness of the sport as well. That, the, that carries over into after the season as well. You think all the competition's done you know during the season. No, after the season now it's you know who's going to get the, the coach and the, the staffs and where the player's going to go? And there's a whole other level of it. So it doesn't stop and it's not easy, and you know it's, it's, a, it's a very challenging part of the sport.
0: All right, we got some good stuff coming up. Your dad was your hero, right? Oh, yeah. He knows that, too. Well, we got the other one who was. His name's Steve Young. He's going to join us next, along with his hero, Roger Staubach. Folks, Tom has his own apparel line. It's called Brady Brand. Check it out at BradyBrand.com, including the new Brady pant. Go to BradyBrand.com and get comfortable now. Look good and feel even better. Brady Brand. Let's go when we return. Those two MVPs, those two Super Bowl champions, they joined Tom and I right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Stay with us. Negro Leagues Baseball Museum President Bob Kendrick hosts the Sirius XM original podcast, Black
1: Diamonds. The Negro Leagues didn't care what color you were, and they didn't care what gender you were. Can you play? Hear stories of the leagues and legends that shape sport, culture, and society. That's why the museum is so important. It's like, we are never going to forget you. Episodes of the award-winning Black Diamonds are now available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: We're not talking about balls and strikes. We're talking about your life. Here we go. Let's go. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. Special show. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Make your engagement truly unforgettable by custom designing the dream ring with K. Book an appointment with a K Jewelry expert at K.com or visit your local store and celebrate every kiss with K.
2: (laughs) Tom loves the intro. (laughs) We need
0: to play that. Oh, God, that's brutal. (laughs) All right, Tom, do the introductions because we got a, We got some great guests.
1: Yeah, we got two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. And not only are I would say great quarterbacks over the years, they've become friends of mine and people I really look up to admire much more than the way that they play quarterback. But actually for the men they are and um, for how they've conducted themselves during their career and then obviously – Equally amount of success in their post career, which is I think what every athlete's dream is. So to have uh, Roger Staubach on with us um, and to have Steve Young, it's a very very special thing for me. So thank you guys so much for joining.
2: You bet. And before we got on, Roger pointed out that neither of us have a Heisman Trophy. I appreciate him sticking it to us <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I want you to know, I want you to know, Roger, that I have. I was second in the Heisman, and I they just as they. My, uh, uh, Mike, uh, micro Rozier went up to get the Heisman, and um, and they handed me, they said, Oh, well, here's your sweatsuit. They gave me a sweatsuit, that was, uh, <laughs> second place sweatsuit, weighed about 40 pounds, and that was it. I was on I was the airport next to That's where I learned that second kind of sucks. Tom learned that one very well.
3: Well, it, it's a real privilege for me to be an old quarterback with you young guys, and uh, I was, uh, you know, watching. Both of you play, and, uh, of course, Tom is still playing. How old, how old are you
1: now? 60, 65, Tom? I'm getting there. It feels about that, especially this morning. So I'm definitely right about that age. Golly, uh, you're you're still playing like like
3: you always played, at, I, I guess, at 45, right? Huh?
1: 45, yeah.
0: What's really cool about this is, is we have three generations here, and Tom's idol growing up was Steve Young. And Steve Young's idol growing up, was Roger Stallback. So let let's start with you, Steve. What was it that you saw in Roger that made you want to be successful and and follow in, in, in those footsteps?
2: I, I look. I don't want to be corny, but uh, heroes matter. Whether you know, it was my dad or someone, my coach or something. I mean, heroes matter. And Roger was playing for the Cowboys, and they were on every every week. And that's and I I watched Roger play, and I as a kid, I didn't. I never knew i was going to play pro ball never even thought about it but i loved what how he did and then i had roger up on my wall a poster and it was one of these action shots where it showed his well his right hand and it, <laughs> and you could see his hand right on the ball and i remember in my room taking the football and kind of putting my hand just like like how does he hold that ball just puts his fingers just right there and that's how i learn to hold the ball and then when i'd see him interviewed i'd want to talk like roger right i when i when you run i like to run like roger i wanted to and so in that way people always like well what's the big deal about uh you know uh heroes and i'm like because heroes model the very things that you want to do look i i wore a big long face mask because jim mcmahon my hero in college was World War One, and I, I couldn't turn right. I finally realized it was the stupidest <laughs> idea ever. It was like you got to have good models all the time. So Roger, for me, um, uh, was showed me how to play, how to talk, how to handle wins and losses, how to throw, and you know just the style and everything. I, I, I and what's funny, just to close the story, I'd never met him. The impact on my life was t- profound throughout my life, and then the first time I met him was as he walked out the 19, 1992 championship game against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And here comes my hero that I, like, I almost started to weep. Like, I started like, oh, there's Roger Scott, yeah. And, like, think about what I felt at that moment, all those years of me knowing him. He doesn't know me. And, like, there he is. And I remember we were we we're on each side, right, and the referee's talking about something about the coin flip. And I'm like, oh. Uh, uh, Roger, I'm your hero. You you're, you're, had your poster up, you know. And Roger was trying to, you know, and he finally says, "Relax, you know. We'll we'll talk later." Like you know, just calm down. You know? I thought it was a great ploy by Jimmy Johnson to throw me
0: for a loop.
3: To and out in the so, hey, Steve, where do I send the check? <laughs> yeah,
0: <seriously. laughs> Question is, Roger, are you going to show up now on Sunday in Tampa for the coin toss and hope that Tom comes out there? Uh,
3: I'll, I'll be watching it on TV, though. He's not invited.
1: He's not invited. He's, not
0: invited. he's out.
3: <laughs> no field access for you, bro. It's going to be a. It's going to be a toughie with uh, the uh, quarterback that I admire so much. On um, he's on the. Uh, he's unfortunately on the uh, other side there. I, I, I think you're still with Tampa Bay, aren't you, uh. <laughs> so Roger? Couple- do
0: you realize Do you realize the impact that you had, or did you know it while you were while you were going through it? Because everybody had followed your career, winning that Heisman. Of course, the Naval Academy people had tremendous respect and admiration for the plight that you took, having to sit out so many of your professional years, uh, waiting for your career, uh, and then to hear things like uh, what Steve just said. While you're going through it, do you realize you're having that impact?
3: Uh, well, you know, I mean, Steve uh, and, and Tom. I guess we we all have, um, as as far as quarterbacks and people. I mean, I I grew up with you know, like Otto Graham, and you know, uh, you know, looking up to the quarterback. So I was uh, it was it was a thrill to me. But you know, to have another quarterback uh, like Steve uh, is is really uh, makes me. It humbles me, for sure. But it, it, it uh, you know, I had uh, four years in the service. I was 27, and I it was a thrill of my life to get on the uh, in the in, in the professional football. And it was my third year where I had a had a really had a chance, and people started <laughs> to, to like me. We had a really great year. We won the Super Bowl, and uh, and uh, we we had a so so that was really the beginning of uh my professional life was uh having that having that super bowl that early in my uh my career with the dallas cowboys uh was a big 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 time thrill and i could see you know people appreciated it and and hopefully you know i know there's a humble humbleness about these these two guys uh here tom and steve both uh, they're they're just not only fantastic uh football players they're uh, they're great people too
0: and then after roger the dodger comes steve young and he's running all over the place he's winning uh, a super bowl he's an mvp a couple of times um and uh, and you're watching him uh from the stands and, and growing up in northern california and you come out there and you break all these records but uh you don't use your feet much other than to plant your uh, plant your <laughs> plant your foot to throw <laughs> How could these guys be your idols uh, particularly Steve and 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 have that occur?
1: I know I I said earlier and I've told Steve this so I obviously have the exact opposite play style but I, you know I think Steve was so electric as a player and you know I was growing up in the Bay Area and it was a magical time and our whole existence was built on you know 49er football and I just loved every minute of it. And I think all the kids around did. All the kids in the Bay Area did. And it was the best era for 49er football ever. And I got to watch the 80s and the 90s. And here came Steve. And that was right kind of my when I began to really fall in love with the sport. You know, I didn't start playing until I was a freshman in high school. And I didn't even know how to put the pads in my pants. And then that's when the Niners were winning the Super Bowls. And, you know, I was out there banging the pots and pans and I was at the victory parades. And it was just. I don't know what it would have become had I not had that experience in the Bay Area loving football, you know, because it's a hypothetical, but it's hard to imagine that I would have the same love for it had I not experienced that era of 49 football. And who was leading the charge? Steve was. And I, it's funny, Steve, when you wore your sleeves, like you're talking about how kind of Roger, Info, you know, how you used to wear your sleeves at The end of your career, you had that tight shirt underneath. Yep. Look at everything I've worn for the last 15, 18 years, you know, is exactly the way that Steve wore it. And I still do it today um so it's just a lot of those things really are they do mean a lot and and steve said it better than i could and just uh thank you steve for who you are and all the niners and jerry when i see him and ronnie lott and a lot of these guys i've gotten to know over the years harris barton who i love um any of those guys they had such a big impact on my life and uh i'm just very grateful and they don't even know it so uh, that's the best part about the nfl brotherhood and you know being part of this amazing game and this amazing sport in this great country of ours
2: yeah, we're in it together and and you know as we raise kids rogers is on this you know grandfathers and i'm raising teenagers and college kids but it, it's like you you need help like how, I, they won't listen to me anymore i need help and uh and to have people that speak and so that's why it's in many ways time you pay it forward right because now they get to see you, how you handle pressure and how you handle losses and how you speak about other people. And it's like all we can beg for each other is that we model for the future generations what we kind of saw, what we grew from before. And so we just build, build each other. So in many ways, three generations of, of paying it forward. And I can tell you that I tell my kids about Roger, and then I can show them what you're doing. And then I can hopefully, they can see, oh, I see how dad's modeling it. And, oh, okay, that's how you... That's how you handle defeat. That's how you handle when you win. That's how you you speak about others. So anyway, not that we want to make it a yuck fest here, but it really does matter. Like it matters in my, if it matters at home, it matters. And it matters in my home. And so thanks to both of you.
3: You know, I I mentioned, you know, Steve mentioned, uh, we, we have 15 grandkids. But we also have four great grandkids, so I'm I've moved I've moved to the great stage.
1: What's the difference, Roger? What's the difference between being a great granddad and just a granddad? Well, the uh, the
3: the the great grandchildren are uh, uh, they're 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 one of them. The, the oldest is nine, so it it's just fun saying that you have great grandchildren. They're but, <laughs> they'll grow up just like the grandkids themselves. And we, we have grandkids in college now and they're it, it's, it's just one. I, I was an only child. So I grew up my mom and dad and I lived, I lived with in a, in a room with my grandmother until she passed away. And we were a family of four and uh, it's, it's just a different, different world today. And it's just, it's a fantastic world. We, we have, you know, we have five children and uh, my, uh, my wife and I are, uh, we've been married 57 years now, and so uh, we've got a. She's she's a great, great mom and a great wife, and we have a great family. So it's uh, it's 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 fun. It's fun playing with the kids. They they all live close to where we do too in Dallas. So it's it's a you know we get a chance to be with them
0: quite a bit. You go out and throw the football with them.
3: I do. Yeah, yeah. We we have a few that. Uh, they, they, we have a quarterback in, in eighth grade that was really had. Uh, had an undefeated season. He uh, and he, he, he and I, we throw the ball. Uh He doesn't pay attention to me throwing the ball, but <laughs> I, I, I do throw the throw the ball with the kids. I, I, my right arm, I can still throw. Um, I knew you were going my, there, Rod. My, my right arm. I, I like to have a contest with you two guys. Uh, I know. <laughs>
2: Right. I would see him, Tom. I'd see him over the years. And he'd
3: go, no, I could still play. Not still Mr. Play. Not Mr. Quarterback, but you, Steve.
0: <laughs> and what would that contest be? You still think you can out-throw
3: him? You see me as an old-looking person here, but my, my mind, is, my 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 mind is still there, so <laughs> Tom is the is is the greatest quarterback. That's uh that's young, old, or wherever they are. Steve and I, uh, we we. I mean, Steve. I, I, I mean, he was fantastic, also, and I had a few good moments, also. So, but Tom's the man. He's, no. he's supposed to be quarterback. Well, what Tom
2: I mean. did? What Tom did that makes me super pissed? to Be honest with you. <laughs> is that he showed because Roger and I, and I, I felt this way for five or six, seven years after. It's like I should, st- I could still do it. I'm like, why did I, why did I quit? And then Tom did it, and I was like, man. You know, I knew I should have like and I know Roger that was in your head for a long time cuz would run into you when you were 55 and you are like I could still do it.
3: <laughs> so,
2: Tom, way yeah. to go, bro. I mean, you know, way to uh, for all of us because we all thought we could and then you just went and proved it. That was amazing.
3: I really believe I can outthrow uh, most 80-year-old people.
0: <laughs> and I
1: know I can outthrow most 45-year-olds. I'm certain of that. The well, 25-year-olds okay. not so much.
0: <laughs> Tom may test it. Tom may may still be playing until he's 80.
2: Well, uh, I, I, I look, I was in Tampa three or four weeks ago, Tom, for the Monday night game and stood right behind him. And I wanted to just – just for myself, I just like, let's just see him throw it, you know. I mean, I'm, I was looking for something to tell me that uh, it's there's some age. And he's ripping those comebacks. I'm like, dude's just ripping it still. So, until you – and then the game today, as Tom and I talked about it briefly on the field, in the game today – it really does come down to your arms because you don't have to, you know, you're you're in a position where you're already kind of dropped at five or six yards and you just have to be able to rip it. And so now Tom's got a tough decision. to be like, when does it end? Cause my arm is still squeaking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Throwing has not been the problem, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, we spoke on the field about so many of the different changes to the game over the last bunch of years, really last, I think 10, 12 years. But, um, yeah, I mean, you guys, Steve could throw it as well as anyone. And Roger played the position as well as anyone. So, man, the fact that I'm, you know, mentioned with these guys is a dream come true. I never, my wildest dreams. Steve said he didn't think he'd ever be a pro quarterback. I didn't think I'd ever be a pro quarterback. You know, I, if, if, you know, I didn't like anything other than sports. But, you know, had I not made it in sports, I don't know what the hell I'd have been doing. I'd, it doesn't really matter at this point. Steve, is that, uh, is that is that guy that's just talking? To, didn't
3: he hasn't he won like seven Super Bowls yeah. or something? So,
2: but you got to remember, Roger, you start somewhere.
3: And he is such, starts, he's and such a nice guy. He's trying. Yeah, to- yeah
2: that's a, but that's what I love about. It. I ran into his dad on the plane <laughs> home uh, from that Monday night game a few weeks ago, and uh, Tom Senior, and and it, that's talk about it doesn't fall far from the tree. Just the kindness, and you know, stopped yeah. me, said hello. You know, it's like just it, it's all part of being grounded in, in what we, I guess that's what we do. We're paying it forward, right? We're just, it doesn't matter what happens, no matter how famous yeah. or whatever happens, we're going to stay grounded in the things that freaking matter. So, you know, off we go. But Tom, I think one of the things that I really admire about how long you played is the emotional commitment it takes. I remember when I was 38 or 39, I was like, dang, the game is, it's the emotional commitment. And that's yeah. what I, I've always said to the last five, six years to myself, like, man, how yeah. does he get the emotional commitment to go back every year? That, Because Roger's the one who told me when I was getting older, I go, Roger, what's the secret? He goes, redouble your efforts every year and try yeah. to stay up. And I just emotionally, that was the hard part.
1: No, I think that's a big part of it too. And I think every athlete, you know, some people, and it's interesting, you know, I talk to a lot of young players too, you know, some guys – It's just really what your desire comes down to. It's uh, some guys don't want a 20 year career. Some guys want a five year career. Some guys are totally content being on the practice squad, just happy as could be. Some guys just want to make it three or four years. You know, some guy's favorite sport wasn't even football, but they happen to be football players. You know, how lucky was I that I actually loved the job that I found as in my career in my life. That's the blessing is, I mean, I didn't love basketball. I didn't love I love football. And it turns out I I ended up being, pretty, you know, halfway decent at it. And for, for a lot of people that came into my life, you know, it provided the most amazing memories, relationships. And winning games is great. But as you guys know, how much do you think about winning and losing at this point in your life? Probably not that much. You know, it's probably all your friendships of all your buddies that you played with, you know. And that's the best part for my mind. It still is, you know. And that's the... You know the emotional part is hard because I think the hardest thing for me is the frustration level of, you know, I just I want it so right, and when it doesn't, I get so frustrated, and that's probably the hardest battle to fight on a daily basis, you know, because you're with a 24 year old, and he, uh, you know, he's 24. When I was 24, I didn't know shit either, you know, and <laughs> you know, you're trying to go pay attention. You don't have any chances you're going to get at this, and they're like, "What are you talking about? I'm going to have." I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. rolling. up exactly. <laughs> You know, so I think that's probably the biggest challenge for me is, uh, you know, and and it's it's but that's good to learn. You know, I'm still learning a lot, too. Every year. Is, this year's certainly been a learning experience. I don't want to overdo it, but on Thanksgiving, I played played football
3: this past. We play have a game on Thanksgiving and uh, I I kind of want to win that game more than the Super Bowl. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still I'm still competitive and and, 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 and I do. Play a little bit of football now and then. I mean, throwing everything. So. Tom, big, I'm nice telling you, he's
2: been driving me crazy for 30 years. He
0: wants to <laughs> sign, sign him up. He wants to go. Yeah. We're here on Let's Go. We're brought to you by Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse from tender grilled steaks to decadent desserts and an impeccable wine list. Del Frisco's will surpass your expectations by treating you to an extraordinary dining experience. Visit delfrisco's.com to make your reservations. Hey, Roger, let me ask you, uh, you were in the Navy there, uh, and, and Tom was on a boat, um, and he threw, <laughs> he threw the Lombardi trophy to, to another boat, and he, he made a completion there uh, in their victory parade with, with the I Buccaneers a few years ago. I'm sure you've seen it a million times. Uh, does that qualify him? Could, could he now enlist? Would he be a good sailor?
3: No. I think he'd be an excellent sailor. You know, he's uh, <laughs> I, I, I do remember him what was, yeah. what, was that what you, was Lombardi trophies what you threw there? T- you
1: yeah, know? it was. It was, yeah, a, that was I was overserved and uh that was the probably the best throw I had the entire week of the Super Bowl. That was yeah. quadruple coverage and I threaded the needle. I was pretty good. I was you know my when I was
3: a, a sophomore at the Naval we were called youngsters but I was a sophomore and we were I was on the forestall and that's the first time I was throwing passes on the on the forestall the big the big carrier and uh it was really I mean we it was kind of serious we we had like a flag football game on there and uh so I uh I, I did, when I was in the service I tried to work out as hard as I could all the time uh I was uh, I was looking forward to the you know the possibility of playing uh, professional football again. But uh, I did throw on a big old uh, carrier, uh, the USS Forrestal, was a C- I think a CVA fifty nine. It was uh, it was a great carrier though.
2: You show us all up, Roger. Not only does he serve the country and then he comes back and goes to the Super Bowl and then like <laughs> like we get it. We we Heist Trophy. <laughs> like we're you know only Roger, man. That's no. amazing.
0: <laughs> hey, Steve, I want to get you, Roger, and Tom's opinion. Uh we saw Aaron Rodgers last night, and unfortunately, uh he did not qualify uh for the playoffs and, and now he's contemplating what he's going to do next. Here's what he had to say after the game, and then like you guys to comment on that afterwards. At some point, the carousel comes to a stop, and it's time to get off. And I think you, you kind of know when that is, and that's what needs to be contemplated, you know, is the time. But the competitive fire is always going to be there. I don't think it ever goes away. Um, sometimes it gets transferred, I think, to other things um, that might not ever fill that large void. But, but like I said, I you know, feel good about what I've accomplished in this league and wouldn't have any regrets walking away. Steve, your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers?
2: You talk about emotional commitment to go play every year. And there is a time when, you know, like you said, but I, I you can tell that he's seriously thinking about it. There's no question what you, you have to, Tom has to be every year. You have to make that commitment. It's gotta be tough. And so, and I love his honest, he's been completely honest and open and vulnerable over the last few years. It's amazing to hear him speak. I mean, people can love or hate it, but it's, it's open. And I, and, I, and I really appreciate that. Um, what he's contemplating is, in my mind, a death, and who chooses death? Because when you're the best at something in the world, and then one day, and then you leave the game, and the next day, you're not that anymore, and you find out, you know what? I'm not actually even good at anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, so you end up wanting so much to go back to the thing i was great at not because you want adulation or people to tell you you're you great like no just the there's a, something that you're great at and as a human being you want you don't want it like Suck. that's what i want to do like tom said that's what i that's what i'm that's my highest and best use and so what he's contemplating and is a really difficult thing and and people have no idea that haven't been there and felt that and have to deal with it and I always tell people the next day you're at the bottom of a cliff in a, in a broken sack of bones and then you got to stand up and start doing something different but it's never going to be the same it'll never be as all-encompassing every bit of yourself poured out every week there's nothing like it now my life is more sublime with children and raising kids and grandkids and when Roger now with great-grandkids and there's wonderful things out in the world, but nothing like this ever again. And that's why Rogers, I mean that Aaron's sitting in that spot looking over the cliff, going, I don't wanna fall down there. I don't wanna go there. I don't and that's that's to me I I compl- I, I, I just really viscerally feel him today, what he's what he's going through.
3: Well, I mean Aaron uh, is had a season this year it's been up and down i mean he's uh he's a heck of a football player and, and uh I, I i believe he's got uh, some games ahead and i i i wouldn't retire after this year he's uh he, he's showed his stuff at times but he's had a you know a rough year but um i think he could uh, come back next year and have a you know have a, good, have, 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 have a much better year so he's a he's a very good quarterback
0: Tom, he's your contemporary, and I know that you have faced these same decisions. You did it last year, and perhaps you will again whenever this season comes to a close, but you kind of know what he's going through.
1: Yeah, and I think that it's a, Steve brings up the perfect point. It's uh, Those are absolutely legitimate feelings and emotions, and I think the important thing is the day after the season, and I made this mistake, is not to decide the future, you know, and and I think that there's such an urgency now to who's going to retire first and who's this and who's that, and you know I think it's Aaron, in my belief, is spectacular. He can obviously continue to play, um, and he has all the ability in the world to do that. And there's a lot of things that come into play, and he'll make that decision when it's right for him, and everyone should give him the time and space to do it. And look, if he decides to unretire, if he retires and unretires, or I don't know. I've had guys that went through all the way through training camp and then retired at the end of training camp. I'm like, dude, you just made the worst part. You know, like why retire now? You just did the shit part for, you know, like off season and training camp. Now we start getting paid and you quit. Like, so I guess it comes at everyone a little bit differently. And um, you know, it's 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 Aaron's got choices and JJ Watt. You know, in the same weekend, said he was going to retire. I think ten days ago or something, twenty days ago, something like that. And, you know, what an unbelievable career he's had. So we're all, I, I think it's very cliche to say, oh, we're so blessed to be in football. I think we're just blessed to do what we love to do. And honestly, I, people, what is it about football you love? I'm like, I dropped my son off at camp. At, he's 13 this year in the summer camp. And he just was all boys. And they were all in, there was no electronics. And they just got to go be kids. And they swam. And they drew. And they played games. And I, and I, and I was driving away after the drop-off. And I thought, damn, this is what football is like for me we all go eat in the same cafeteria we're yelled at by the same coach we're we're wearing the same stuff we all lie you know eating the same you know and it's just we're still at camp and that's a it's nice to connect with that feeling that when we're all you know didn't have as much responsibility because the weight of life and I think Steve when you spoke to the emotional component the weight of life and the weight of the responsibilities of your life becomes more than I would say the the, the, the to value it you know the cost-benefit analysis so to speak you know it's what am i giving up now as opposed to to continue to play as opposed to what am i you know what am i gaining you know and i think there's an emotional component to those decisions which do weigh differently on you as you get older because you just have more responsibility in your life and that responsibility is amazing children and there's nothing more important to me than my kids um you know so but I want to see my son Jack play, too, you know, and it's, it was important for me this season. Todd said, look, when he's playing football, make sure you go up and see him. I want, wanted to be there to watch him play, you know, and I said, I don't give a shit. You come to see my games anymore. Like, that's uh, no, like, I want to see your stuff, you know, so that's it, it always in
2: so many years. Around Thanksgiving every year, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this ever again. And then by, <laughs> April, by April, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm in. So it is even in the middle of your career, it's a little up and
3: down.
0: So. We're here on Let's Go, a very special edition. Our program is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, you can't stop banking. You just can't stop banking on or off the field. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can'tstopbanking. What would you like the power to do, Member FDIC?
1: I have a question for you both. What have you enjoyed singularly the most post retirement from football? Right. And I know there's a hundred things, and I know there's.
3: Well, my, I mean, mine is pretty simple. I've, uh, um, have really enjoyed being with our kids, grandkids, and great grandkids. <laughs> it's, uh, it's when I guess football is, is a little bit harder, uh, when you're traveling and you're, you know, I, I was a fanatic on working out. And, and, uh, so I didn't spend as much time with our kids as I wish I should have, but that was a while ago. And since then I've, uh, been to, you know, baseball games, basketball games, football, <laughs> tag football games, play. So it's, 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 um, uh, I guess the answer would be the kids, being with the kids.
0: Tell everybody your workout schedule right now at age 80.
3: Well, I work out five days a week, and it's an hour. It's uh, it's uh, elliptical bikes, uh, all different things, and uh, I I do the only weights I do are like uh, bench press and curls, and uh, but I, I I devote about an hour for sure, uh, five days days a week at good workouts. And it's, awesome. but it makes me makes me feel good. Really, I don't know if I'm any stronger or any anything else, but it it, it does. It, it makes me feel good uh, after a workout. Well,
2: that's aspirational for me, five days a week. But I'll I'll, I'll get on it. <laughs> but but you know, Tom, you asked singularly. I'm going to say two things. One was that bag of bones at the bottom of the cliff, which is a metaphor. Obviously, when you retire, getting up and actually developing a new kind of expertise was something I would tell you was really valuable but even more so and this is back to roger's point my oldest son is music theater major he can sing i I don't know where that came from he can act i don't know where that comes from and raising him was really an athletic event like i had to i I, raising yourself is super easy
3: steve steve i didn't want to interrupt but i I want you to all meet my (laughs) wife here she she's
1: oh hey
0: hi there hey marianne
1: you
2: good
3: to see
0: you these are two quarterbacks
3: I,
2: yeah
0: you know.
3: i'm
2: familiar
0: Marin, who are you
1: who are you, rooting for? Marin, tech- who are you rooting for monday night the uh, cowboys uh, or the bucks
3: uh, the cowboys Ann, so, be careful tom. here for a second she she, she likes <laughs> you a lot tom and Steve, and, but, but... <laughs> there's a but yeah, yeah there's a big butt but, but we we'll happens <laughs> I, you
2: know, as I grew up a Roger a Starbuck fan, a hero, and loved the Cowboys, and now always say, do you still love the Cowboys? I said, no, I matured out of that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Enjoy your conversations. Yeah.
0: Roger thank and Mary Ann, thank you so much for joining us. Steve Young, it's been oh, great to have you on here on Let's Go. A tremendous amount of insight. And, and what I like most about this is when I was a little boy growing up in Denver, Floyd Little was my hero. I wanted to be Floyd Little. Of course that wasn't going to happen but many 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 years later i got to meet him and i was a little afraid of that because would he measure up to what i had in my head my whole life and guess what he exceeded it and now when i hear tom talk about how steve exceeded it and steve talk about how roger exceeded it it's just a wonderful feeling just a wonderful feeling and, and that's what i've liked Can most I about this
2: clo- i really want to close with this so roger was my hero We got to be good friends, which was amazing, which is cool to actually end up having a relationship with your hero. I go to the Hall of Fame. They have the Nitski Luncheon. Tom, you're going to have this experience where it's just Hall of Famers. No one else is in the room. And you're invited in. And as you go into the room, everyone stands up. And then there's just 80, 100, 120 of the greatest names that ever played that are still alive, all standing there as you walk in. And I was kind of like, you can imagine how overwhelmed I was. And I was looking around for a seat. Looked like everyone was taken. And then I saw a hand come up and wave me over. And it was Roger, my hero, waving me <laughs> over to come <him>, sit <laughs> next to him at the Nitsky That's luncheon. Awesome. Yeah. And so, Tom, when you come to Nitsky luncheons, I'll I'll wait.
1: Thanks, brother. I'll save a seat wait. for me.
2: I'll save a seat, big timer. There's no and place you know, I'd rather we'll, sit. We'll, we'll close yeah. the loop. We'll close well, the loop
1: it's a real
3: thrill for me to be with these guys so it's uh i wish them the best and hope we can go to lunch together someday i'll pay yeah that'd be fun good (laughs) luck this
2: weekend tom
3: thank you go bucks go bucks i wish i could say that
1: but i can't say that (laughs) i'm still a cowboy fan (laughs) (laughs) thanks
0: guys tom great to have those two legends on
1: yeah amazing and uh It never gets old. So, like I said, this, and I've been very fortunate in my life to be around both those guys, and I enjoy it every time I do. There's a great connection we all have, and uh, just having them on our show is a very meaningful thing for me, and I'm very grateful.
0: As am I. Well stated. Guess what? We get to do this all over again next Monday before your game on Monday night. So we will talk to you then. Have a great week.
1: Sounds good, guys. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.
0: That's Tom Brady. He's our expert. And for buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by the number one mortgage lender in America, United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Our thanks to our producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, with production assistance by Harris Fabishoff. And to our sponsors, Hertz, American Express usaa bank of america k jewelers brady brand united wholesale mortgage and del fresco's double eagle steakhouse let's go podcast with tom brady was produced by 199 productions and scratchy productions thanks so much for joining us we will talk to you again next monday night right here on sirius xm let's go Sex Podcasts.